Hello, everyone, and welcome to this month's edition of Good AV, where we cover all things interesting, fun, unique, and innovative um, in the AV industry. Really, anything that kind of what's good out there, you know, what matters, what do you need to know, um, and that's that's what we like to talk about here. So um, I like to focus on innovation and bring on people who are thinking differently and I, and I want you to, to push you to think differently and kind of you know reach outside of our little AV um, enclosure that we live in and uh, you like how I avoided the word box and <laughs> and just kind of think a little differently. So this month um, I do have the great pleasure of having a return visitor and um, I have this month with me Dusty Kratz. Um, I said that right, didn't I? Kratz. Nailed it. Yep. Cool. Um, who is the owner of Eleven Media Productions in the way cool place of Austin, Texas? I'm so envious. I love that. Love that city. Um, and uh, I brought Dusty back. Um, welcome, by the way, Dusty. Hello. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much for having me again. I appreciate it. <laughs> sure. So about a year ago, and I'll put a, a link up to um, the last podcast. We recorded a podcast that just kind of really took a deep dive into 4K video and um, Dusty's background really falls in the live events and festivals and um, producing uh, some really great live streaming productions. And I even have the honor of saying that I have a telly award winner and DV award winner on my show. Like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I really love about Dusty is that he just brings an incredible energy and um, unique way of looking at the way um, production should be done, the way that we use our technology. So today's a little more of, you know, we'll talk a little bit about the technology, but really what I want you to do is just think differently. And I think that you know, some of the ideas and conversation um, that Dusty will present um, should hopefully spark some thought. So uh, get yourself out of your enclosure, square enclosure, and uh, let's just listen today and, and try to kind of open your mind and think about, you know, sort of the roots of AV and, and why we got into this this particular business. So anyways, Dusty, um, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about Eleven, um, just brief kind of overview, and tell us maybe, you know, what's what's going on with you. Sure, yeah. So thanks again for having me back. I appreciate it. It's always good to catch up with you. Um, so yeah, our company as a whole produces... Uh, a lot of live multicam content, branded content, music videos. Typically, we live in the music and entertainment industry space. Um, lately, you know, since we talked last year, we were producing uh, 4K live streams at bit rates that were, you know, pretty pretty impressive and, and making some waves. And since then, you know, honestly, we started doing a lot more kind of branded content, event capture, uh, not as much in the way of the live multicam stuff that we love and, and, and thrive in. Mm -hmm. um, and then I would say probably in June or so of this year, all of a sudden things blasted off again and we've done a ton of multicam, um, whether it's live streaming to China for AEG worldwide or doing um, you know Vivo Presents for the folks at Video Static in New York. Uh, we've picked up a lot of really great multicam productions that you know have solid budgets and really appreciate quality over quantity and really you know allow us you know give us budgets and the means to be able to produce something that we're we're all proud of at the end of the day. So that's been really nice. You know we're not as strapped um, you know bootstraps trying to make things work. It's it's been 
it's been nice kind of living in the world we're in right now and traveling a lot. Um, you know, we were just talking about the, the, the wares of travel and how it <laughs> brings you down as far as, you know, your, your body and whatnot and just overcoming and keeping going. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at as a whole. Um, you know, we were very fortunate enough to be named by Studio Daily as a top 50 innovator, creative, and technologist this year at NAB. And we got that award, and it was awesome. And then I started really thinking about, uh, you know, the next round of panels we were speaking on at XLive and at Fest Forums coming up. And I started realizing, you know, the the conversation of technology uh, we could talk about it all day and it's great and it's ever changing and it's something that you can you know be consumed with if you're trying to keep up with you know every avenue of technology but I, my passion and what i think a lot of us lose focus on is getting back to the basics and you know what content are we creating what fingerprint are we creating for brands so, you know, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today and what uh, our focus is kind of being as we kind of take a little bit of a turn, a detour, if you will, and we're working on rebranding the business as a whole and putting a little bit more focus on quality. Um, I actually think that, you know, this discussion represents the evolution of, um, you know, kind of mass access to, to technology, right? So, um you know, and, and it reflects sort of just the whole bent in our culture, right? Our digital culture where we have access to kick-ass content. We have access to anything. We also can create kick-ass content, right? Um, so why, like you just actually brought up a really good point, right? Why invest in content if it's not quality? Like stop just putting shit out there. Like people don't, you know, it's like why just, you you don't put it out there anymore just to put it out there. Like and I think that, you know, when you're listening to this, whether you are um, an installer integrator who does, um, you know, web conferencing um, applications, you're setting up Polycom, you're, you know, you're just putting, maybe you're just somebody who puts, uh, installs webcams in your, um, the offices where you work. Like, no matter who you are listening, I think that we have to take a step back from just doing things technically perfect and um, really start thinking about kind of why the hell are we doing this? Like, where's the, where's the focus on the artistry, right? Like wh what is the, what's the goal of this communication we're doing? And yes, now it's fairly easy to do things technically perfect and we must always do it technically perfect, but you know, what, what is what is the meaning of it? So, um, you know, I think kind of, and even on that note, so just really quickly, you know, thinking about the state of kind of 4K and, um, you know, share with us your thoughts on sort of has it evolved? Like what's going on with that? Because that's actually kind of interesting and it ties into like, <laughs> why does it matter? <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, I think you hit the nail on the head as far as it doesn't matter what we do, you know, as professionals, uh, I've, I've deemed it the minimal acceptable standard. We should stay away from that. It shouldn't be, you know, going to work in drudgery every day. It should be, how do we rise above this minimal acceptable standard and, and, you know, make our mark, not only personally, but professionally. And it just, it makes you feel so much better inside. It makes your clients happier, um, across the board. It makes the experience better. Um, but you know, to answer your question about 4k, 
it's been interesting. You know, I I've said on several podcasts when we did the the world's first 4K live stream, you know, people said, "Well, is this, you know, is this the future? Is this this is what's happening tomorrow?" And I said, "No. This is happening over the course of a few years. It's not something that by any means we accepted, you know, overnight. Oh man, 4K streaming works, so you know, across the board that's what everyone's going to be doing. Uh, it's not, you know, 4K TVs are still just now being you know, the thing to get and being pushed. And half, you know, let's be honest, as industry folks, half the people that buy a 4K television have no idea why they're buying it or what they're getting out of it. They just, you know, they're getting it because that's the new thing and the prices have come down and, you know, they're wanting to, they are considering future-proofing their next purchase, which is smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, you know, that's a big case for 4K right now is future-proofing your content if you're capturing something and you have the availability to shoot it at a higher resolution why not do it you don't have to deliver it that way but you'll have it forever theoretically um you know in a higher resolution you could do so much more with it later um it's been interesting to watch 4k kind of take this very slow uh rise you know there haven't really been any big bumps or any big turns it's just been this slow and steady rise and there's more and more adoption um, you know, weekly, monthly, daily, however you want to look at it, as far as the uh, people that own devices that support 4K and, you know, the ability internet connection-wise to be able to watch something that's streamed at, you know, 9 to 12 or 6 to 15 megabytes. Um, you know, more people are signing up for Netflix 4K and that kind of thing. So it's just going to be a slow adoption. And I think the cool thing from our perspective is we can do it, we can, you know, spin up and go do it tonight if we wanted to and stream in 4K and hit it about six and a half megabytes per second, which is pretty insane. Mm-hmm. And that's in our back pocket. You know, it's just like it's like having um, that one player on the team that's just super good at one thing, but you only need them every once in a while. You know, that's <laughs> that's kind of how we're looking at our at our 4K capabilities. And, and that's how I look at 4K in general. It's just it's going to be that that player that comes up and eventually you know knocks the grand slam and wins the day for everybody but it just takes time so we're sitting on it and we're doing plenty of other stuff to stay busy so we're just watching it grow gotcha cool thank you i just thought it was kind of important for people to sort of get a feel for what's happening but um yeah i play fantasy football i've got a couple of those players actually never we're not going to talk about this a bad season so i'm gonna skip right <laughs> along thinking about hey. those. <laughs> I understand. I'm a I'm a Giants fan, and uh, I grew up a Cowboys fan, and I defected uh, in the Romo years. I just couldn't take it. I'm like, why are they supporting this, the team the way it is? And then now, of course, Dax, Dax comes out, and he's just annihilating everyone, and I'm just having to sit here patiently and like, come on, Giants, pull it out, pull it out. So I That's feel awesome. you. I love it. Okay, hopefully we haven't pissed off any uh, hardcore like Texans, uh, Dallas Cowboy (laughs) fans. Sorry, folks. Sorry, I'm not. I cannot account for my my guest opinions. (laughs) No, I get it all the time. I'll go through the airport and I'll have my Giants jacket on, and they're just you know, hey, the exit's over that way. You know, just a lot of attitude. (laughs) Yes. That's what makes it fun. Totally, absolutely. Speaking of fun, well, here's the thing, right? Okay, so. Um, you know, we've got an idea of technical quality, like, and as you said, it's a slow evolution. Like, so we have time to learn to do things technically perfect. This isn't something like, oh God, we got to jump in and, and get this. But, 
but what really matters about production, right? What really matters about um, not just doing the minimal acceptable standard, right? Like, um, you know, just tell me a little bit about your thoughts because I think this is like incredibly powerful for us as, um, you know, thinking about don't just think of yourself as a technician, right? Don't just think of yourself as like somebody who is a, you know, like just a, an engineer of, of, uh, manipul you know, technology, right? Like, um, so let's, I just want you to share a little bit about your thoughts there. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So, you know, my, my background and, and my point of view, where I'm coming from is based around, you know, the entertainment, music, event space, and the content uh, therein. But like you said, it could be applied across the board. It's just, it's what you take out of it. So, um, you know, in thinking more about getting back to basics and getting back to, you know, why are we creating this content and, you know, who's paying for it? Who's getting paid the most? Why are these companies, why is it, you know, two or three companies getting all of the work in the music festival industry or, you know, in the whatever, the bobbles industry. Um, <laughs> but you have to think about it. You know, if you look at the content that's being put out, there's just this massive homogenization, whereas, you know, oh, well, this is safe and this works, so let's do that. But if you look at it, it creates nothing as far as a fingerprint, brand identity, recognition. It does nothing for your events or for your content to stand out in a sea and a blanket of the sameness. You know, um, you look at a music festival, you look at Lollapalooza, Coachella, and you know, you change the beer sponsor and you change the lighting in the background and it's the same artists and it's shot exactly the same. The, you know, it's shot. I don't, I don't want to say, well, it's shot adequately. It's captured. Those, those crews know what they're doing, but there's a difference between, again, there's a difference between getting it done and executing, quote, perfection and actually creating something that you're passionate about with energy that actually lives and breathes and embodies whatever it is that you are indeed capturing. So case in point, you can't just approach every single event or concert or you know branded content commercial whatever you're doing you can't approach every single one the same exact way and you know we talked about it yesterday that there is uh we have two shoots coming up this week so we're shooting bear tooth in columbus ohio which is a punk rock metal rock and roll band on friday night and then we're flying to richmond virginia and we're shooting an ingrid michelson concert who is you know, more of singer songwriter indie pop kind of uh, kind of setup, and I'm not looking at those as well. I'm going to go in. I'm punching a five camera show for each, and they both have a jib, so it's the exact same thing. My mentality is okay. I've built a set list for both of them. I, I understand what makes one different from the other. You know, the switching is going to be completely different. The pacing is going to be different. The camera angles. I mean, everything across the board in our plan are two different things because they are indeed they're like people they're two different identities and you can't just you know cover one with the same blanket you need to really approach it uh, from you know scratch essentially and look at it as what's the best way that I can put a fingerprint on this and really make it stand out and make it unique and make it fit to what the event is or what the band is 
uh, as opposed to just saying, well, you know, this works with A, B, C, and D, so I'm just going to use this one key. You know, I just really, really, really am trying to find a way to get all of us as a whole to look at what we're making and what we're doing every day uh, in a unique way and, and look at it from what best benefits the end product as opposed to what's the easiest way and most efficient way to get it done. Yeah, yeah. nice. So like in other words, don't be bland. For <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's true. Like, uh, again, sometimes when something is technically perfect, it's super boring, right? It's bland and it's boring. And if it's lacking emotion, like what's the point? Because that's what we're doing. We are creating. And, and I, if there's one common thread that I get from the real masters of, um, the industry, you know, across the board, whether it be, um, you know, somebody who's <clears throat> designing hotel AV space, or, um, I had a communication, uh, uh, marketing expert on last month is tell a story, like create a connection to an experience and to human emotion. Um, because that's what moves us, right? That's what the yeah. brain responds to. Um, and just the whole fact that you're kind of recognizing that, um, there's a unique energy that comes with each of these and how do I use technology? Like, how do I use this tool to convey that energy rather than just, right. Okay. So here's a formula for how we like do an event, right? Here's a formula for how we make it perfect. Um, and like there's beauty in imperfection, right? There's beauty in like something being different and not the same as what you just saw somewhere else yesterday, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and I say so I really like love everything you're saying. And I was even just yesterday kind of talking about, you know, you think about like a scenic set for a ballroom, right? Mm -hmm. And um, we kind of do the same thing every time, which makes you wonder about the impact to the brain. So like, do you use the same scenic set for the cocktail party the night before? And then you're going to leave it in there for the general session the next day. What are we, what is that? Like, are those, those are two, <laughs> like the thinking about the purpose and like, what's the purpose of the event? What is, why, why, why does this event exist? And I think, um, you know, like kind of, even to take it into the business case for what you're describing where, you know, it's bad business, right? And you're talking about like missing branding opportunities. Um, surely there's like a business case there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just um, if you're hiring the same company to do four different festivals and it all looks exactly the same, you know, your sponsors aren't getting any sort of benefit from sponsoring your event versus another. So you lose that argument. You know, everything that comes out of that live stream or that branded content or whatever you're creating, if it's exactly the same as the one next to it, you know, we talked about it yesterday about, you know, it's like making pizza, right? And if you've got 10 vendors and everyone makes it exactly the same, and then that 11th vendor is on the corner, you know, waving their hands in the air, and they're doing everything different from the experience, you know, they're much more uh, approachable, they're happy, they say they have craft beer, and then the pizza themselves is actually, you know, 
Brussels sprouts and steak and fig <laughs> and prosciutto. And, you know, they're really trying to make a name for themselves and they're really trying to create their own identity and stand out from the norm. And I know that sounds like such a, a duh thing, but I think that, you know, I think we were kind of going that direction and now it just seems like we're, you know, very rapidly going in down this rabbit hole of homogenization. And I, like you said, business case wise, I don't see how that makes sense. I mean, if you're spending, you know, tons and tons of money to produce something that represents what your event is, why would you, why would you pay <laughs> to have the exact same thing as someone else? I mean, yeah. like you said, as far as a set, someone, you know, uh, you know, let's say prong, right? That's really basic and we can all identify with that. If someone has the under the sea prong and they paid $1,000 for somebody to come in and set it up, and then the next week they're going to use the same set at a, at a rival school, you know, what does that do? What does that say to the students? What does that say to the faculty? What does that say to the rivalry itself? You know, yeah. I mean, create something unique that represents you. And that starts from the makers. And it needs to also come from the people that are doing the hiring, the people that are thinking about uh, you know, creating the content in the first place and going out and hiring the teams to do so. And that's, you know, across the board, like you said, from, you know, setting up webcams for, um, you know, business communication or doing events on site, event management, all of those things. What approach are you going to take that's going to make your experience across the board different, unique and better than anyone else's? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, thinking about homogenization and I mean, homogenization to me represents a threat to our industry, right? Like, so if we're looking at, you know, good old SWOT analysis, like that's a threat. Like we're, if we're following a formula, um, there that's opening up room for disruption. And so, um, you know, we've got to be really conscientious of the fact that we are, we're kind of, we, we are artists, you know, and we're engineers of experience rather than just engineers of technology, right? We're not just, we're not just managing technology. We should be manipulating an experience and just finding tools to make that happen. Um, so I don't want to like, I, we could probably keep going forever, but I feel like I don't want to like dilute this because <laughs> this is really pure and really cool and really good. And like, I don't, you know, I just want people to actually be able to sit and kind of absorb this now, right? Like, sure, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm mastering the experience here. Like, I, I want to, I really feel like we have given some incredible thought, you know, and, and um, just kind of, you know, maybe somebody will walk away from this and, and say, damn it, you know what, next week, like, when we, you know, go in to pitch our services, let's like, let's just do it a hundred percent differently, right? Like I almost said, let's do a 360. It's so funny. It's not a, it's a 180. I always do that. But like, let's go in there and just give this, like, let's turn everything that we're doing, maybe not entirely upside down, but like, let's change three pieces and make this formula a little bit less of a formula, a little bit more of like, all right, you know, what else could we be doing? Like, let's do it technically perfect. We have that mastered, um, but maybe not in all cases. But still, that's <laughs> well, okay. I know it's I know it's hard though because you know if you've done if you've done the same show every year for ten years and it's been the same exact cruise every single time, I completely yeah. empathize and understand that you know you know exactly what you're going to expect uh, of the venue of the crew. Everyone knows each other. There's a family vibe. 
I'm not saying fire all your vendors and start from scratch, but have at least have a conversation with them about what can we do to you know, turn this a little bit and make it a little bit different, change the experience. And yeah, there's going to be growing pains. It's not an easy thing. It's just like, you know, creating a new habit of eating better or working out or, you know, anything like that, changing uh, directions with your business, you know, kind of pivoting a bit to uh, use, use the overused phrase. Um, (laughs) You know, it's all of those things take effort and time. uh, But they're worth it in the end, if you can grow and you can change for the better then why not start trying to adopt those practices? I love it. That's actually such a good point. You know, the fact that there we do, we get comfortable, right? It's kind of like marriage, like you marriage, like you get comfortable, but you know what? You still got to have date night. So take your take your plan for a date, you know, take your event, take your your um, plans for, you know, design take it on a date, like start having some fun. And, um, I think also it's important to get inspiration from various aspects of the industry, like outside or even within, like, um, you know, really start paying attention to what you see in, you know, when you go into a really well-designed museum, when you go into, um, you know, if you're in corporate communication, see what you get from like, attending um a rock show like what like just that's going to beat the homogeny right like like just sprinkle some fun in there like (laughs) a little a little uh, a little pixie dust um anyway so awesome show as always i really appreciate your time um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, this is this is really cool and um people can get where where are they gonna where can they find you? Um, you can hit us up uh, on Instagram and Twitter at XI Media Prod or XI Media Productions. The website is www.ximediaproductions.com. And uh, if you want to talk in person, um, our guy John Burke will be out at Fest Forums at the end of this month. And then our whole team will be at X Live in Vegas, December 6th through the or 5th through the 7th. And then we're headed off to another gig on the 8th, which will be. Nice and intense. But yeah, come say hi if, uh, if you guys are around. I love it. Thank you so much. And um, everybody, you know, again, just, just think a little differently. Have some fun. Um, get in touch with Dusty if you want to chat. Talk to me about some of your good AV ideas. And um, I look forward to talking, or I won't talk to you next month. I work forward <laughs> to talking to you people, not with you next month. So until then, go out there, innovate, have some fun, and don't be afraid to disrupt. <laughs>